What did you think of the news you woke up to on the morning of Friday the 13th of December? Now, don't shout out what you thought, because you might start an argument. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, it's the morning the election results came through. Maybe you didn't wake up to the news, maybe you stayed up all night hearing the results. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to start talking politics, but who governs us makes a difference. Who rules us affects our lives. What's this got to do with Christmas? Well, it's got everything to do with Christmas, because Jesus is King is the message of Christmas. We've read from four parts of the Bible this evening. The first was an ancient prophecy of a child being born who would be king. The second was the angel Gabriel saying to Mary, you are going to give birth to that child and he's going to sit on a throne and rule forever. The third was the angels telling the shepherds the Messiah, in other words, the promised king had been born. The fourth was wise men. They turned up in Jerusalem. They created a stir. How? Because they said, we've come looking for the king of the Jews. The Bible repeatedly tells us the baby born in the stable is the king. Now, if when you hear the Bible tells us that doesn't mean much to you, uh, you don't think the Bible is a book to take seriously, you need to realise it's a book that contains prophecies about Jesus written hundreds of years before him, but that came true. It's a book that has four eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus, packed with details that have been proved historically accurate. The Bible is a book to take seriously, and it tells us Jesus is king. And Jesus is king means you should obey him. I heard of a village where they had a a tradition. Every Christmas time they'd have a nativity scene. And in the Sundays through December leading up to Christmas, a child would be given a different figure to place in the nativity scene. Mary, Joseph, shepherds, wise men, until the nativity scene across December filled out And by Christmas Day, only one thing was missing. You can guess what? The baby in the manger. And so on Christmas morning, a child was given this model baby and would come forward and place the baby in the manger. And it all sounds very sweet. And then a few days later, it's all packed away. And we can easily treat Jesus like that. Nice story about a baby in a manger. And then pack him away and forget about him when Christmas is over. But you can't do that to a king. A king gets to say what our lives should be like. He must not be just given attention at Christmas, then pack him away afterwards. And that's true whatever you believe. There's a strange movement in the USA, thankfully a small movement, uh, called Sovereign Citizens. A policeman sees a car without proper registration plates, pulls the car over and asks to see the the driver's licence, and the driver says, I haven't got a licence, I'm a sovereign citizen. I don't agree with the government of the USA, I'm in charge of my own life, I don't have that government telling me what to do. This actually happens in America. There are people who claim this. Do you reckon the policeman says, oh right, that's your belief, is it? Okay, free country, we can all believe what we want, on you go. But are you acting towards Jesus like a sovereign citizen? It's my life. Don't recognise him as king. Jesus is king means you should obey him. But it does more. 
Jesus is king is good news. It's good news. Now, I wonder what unsuitable Christmas presents have you ever received? Have you had those presents where you open it and straight away you're thinking, will the shop take it back without a receipt? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we've all at some point had that sort of thing. Well, here is a present that looks so unsuitable. When those wise men turned up to see Jesus and they brought gifts, children, I hope you're listening, do you remember the wise men's gifts? They brought Jesus gold, incense and myrrh. Now, we know what gold is. Incense, we've got an idea, but myrrh, what's that? Well, it was for embalming dead bodies. Talk about an unsuitable present. Imagine you go to see the proud parents of a newborn baby. You say, I've brought a gift for the baby. Here it is, vouchers for co-op funeral directors. Bad taste. But those wise men knew what they were doing. They said, we've come to see the king, the newborn king, but not any old king. The king who'd come to die. The same writer who tells us about the wise men tells us about Jesus dying and tells us he died with a notice over his head saying, this is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. He was a king whose crown was made of thorns, whose throne was a cross, and whose most kingly act, his greatest kingly achievement, was through him dying. Now I wonder, what do you think of royalty? I'm quite a fan of royalty, but even I have to admit, most royalty live quite detached lives and sadly they, they do more getting from people than giving to them. Not saying about our royal family, but you look at most royals down through history. It's more about taking than giving. But this King Jesus, he came to live with the ordinary people and to give to them. He gave his life. He died to take the punishment for all that's wrong with us. He died so we could be forgiven, reconciled to God and brought into his family. He's rightly called the King of Love. Now, that was all 2,000 years ago. It's a real event in history. But what does it mean for life today? Well, Jesus is King, risen, ruling and returning. He's risen, he's ruling, and he's returning. He's alive, and millions of people around the world today could tell you how he's changed their lives. Millions have discovered the peace he gives when we know we're forgiven for all that's wrong with us. The peace it brings when we know in all our troubles God is our Father who cares for us. A friend of mine, he's been very successful in work, got a glittering career, or he had a glittering career in the city, He was president of England's oldest private bank. But he can't work any longer. Can't work. Because he's got terminal cancer. And on top of that, the retinas of both his eyes have detached, quite independently of the cancer. But he's giving his time to telling people that, yes, cancer is so unpleasant, but he has peace because Jesus rules. And he has hope. Because Jesus is returning. He's coming back to remake this world. Jesus is king. So will you bow to him? 
We read at the beginning uh, a prophecy about Jesus. There was another prophecy written hundreds of years before Jesus was born, and it describes Jesus as king, and it describes us as outlaws. I don't think nice person robbing the rich to feed the poor like Robin Hood. He's he's describing us like those sovereign citizens in the USA. I'm going to run my life, I won't have this person to rule over me. And it says, you won't get away with it. You won't get away with it because Jesus is coming back. And he really is king. He's coming back to punish outlaws. But that prophecy then warmly invites us. It describes an outlaw bowing to a king and pleading for mercy and saying, can I come under your care as I acknowledge your rule? And it invites us to do that. It says, do that and you'll find he is the king of love. You'll find he is the prince of peace. He's the ruler you can trust to deliver on his promises.